Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by the Sky Lounge and Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, and Jesse Moffat Entertainment. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations and has been recognized by the Sioux Falls Stage Awards with a special distinction for promoting the arts. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome, everyone. So great to have you listening, streaming, downloading, saying, hey, we like to follow the Dave Holly Hour Facebook page. Or you go to DaveHollyHour.com. No matter what, it is all greatly appreciated that you want to learn more about Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. And you're going to listen to some great conversations today, that's for sure. Coming up, we have actor Clinton Store catching him between weekends of being in a wonderful premier playhouse production, Cabaret. Phenomenal. Saw it on opening night last week, and it was amazing. Also coming up, a man that has to think on his feet, Bill Landsman from Improvinopolis. One of the new groups trying to get into the scene of improv here in the Greater Sioux Empire. They're out of uh, Brookings, so they've already done quite a few shows there. Caught them at a show here in Remedy back uh, a couple weeks ago and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it, okay? But the other things that we have to think about, of course, right off the bat... Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. All right, lift them high. Depending upon the time of day, where you're at, what you might be celebrating, might make a difference as to what you toast with. But you know what I always toast with? That's right, Jasper Newton, Jack Daniels, Diet Coke with a lime, because I'm in my home studio and I can do that. But especially be careful what you're toasting, because our weekend eve toast goes out to graduates. The class of 2022 on all levels. So college graduates, yes, we will salute you with the Jasper Newton. Uh, you uh, high school graduates, just depends on what your parents are serving when we go to see your party. And we have one of those to go to now. All right. The Weekend Eve Toast has been brought to you by Ale Hop Brewery Tours. People are talking about how great it is using Ale Hop. Take a look at their Facebook page. Here's one of the things you're going to see. Tina said this. Super fun and convenient. You can go out, have a good time with your friends, not have to worry about driving home. Best of all, supports our locals. So no matter what brewery or distillery in Sioux Falls is your favorite, Ale Hop Brewery Tours lets you and your friends choose any or all. Book your private tours online at alehopbrewerytours.com. Again, that's alehopbrewerytours.com. 
If you're already out and about on the weekend, well, hop on a public tour. For more info about those, call 605-777-2183, 605-777-2183. Ale Hop Brewery Tours, where micro-fans meet micro-brews. All right, what gets my honorable mention this week? You know, normally something that makes me, you know, happy... Or if it is something sad, you know, maybe it's a tear of joy or, or I slap my knee silly or whatever. But a little more serious note this time around. We had quite the uh, storm last week in Sioux Falls. In fact, uh, around the uh, greater Sioux Empire. Um, and there was a tornado a little further up north in South Dakota. But uh, the tri-state region, really, Minnesota, Iowa, South Dakota was hit with what uh, was called a haboob. Yeah, for those of you that are uh, unknowing about that, it's basically a huge dust storm. And it went from beautiful sunshine to pitch black quickly. And the winds picked up. Uh, I actually headed down into the basement. Uh, Having lived here now in this particular residence, we've been here 14 years. And that's only the second time that I have gone to the basement. But who this goes out to are all the first responders. You know, the fire, the ambulance, the police officers, everybody that had to respond in a quick hurry because there was a lot of damage in, in spotty areas and so forth. And so thank you to first responders and also thank you to our, our utility people and cables. Midco. Um, went in and out uh, for a few days, and they just kept working on it until everybody was taken care of. Same with Xcel Energy. Man, those guys worked hours upon hours. Uh, personally, we were out uh, of power from about uh, 5 o'clock in the evening until 3.30 in the morning. Came back briefly. Uh, then we got up in the morning, had our cup of coffee, and lights just kept flickering for about an hour and a half, uh, close to two hours, and then finally went out again. And there were more power outages throughout the weekend as they were repairing everything. So, again, uh, honorable mention, a big, huge thank you this time around going out to first responders and people that work for utilities, power companies, etc. Certainly do appreciate everything that you did. So that we can now say we're back to normal. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have been able to do this uh, on that particular night, record this and, and put this all together for you because we were down. All right, but uh, coming up now. So what we have ahead for you later in the show from Improvinopolis out of Brookings, Bill Landsman is going to talk about uh, improv comedy. And just being an improv itself, all the different things that come along with it, as well as, you know, some of the things that he's done. But uh, coming up next, right now, between shows, because it's coming up again tonight here on this Thursday evening, Cabaret once again for a full weekend. Last weekend, great shows from Premier Playhouse. Clinton Store is in that. He's been in a lot of things for them. And we talk about how busy he's kept by staying on the stage. We'll be back 
with him in just a moment on the Dave Holly Hour. Sure, they have darts, and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is, but all caps fun never stops at the Sky Lounge and Tea. And fun is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment, as in live and local. Yeah, the Sky Lounge believes in giving you the best bands, solo artists, and comedians from the area. The Neo Johnsons, Elizabeth Hunstead, Skylar Volks, as well as many others. And a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T South Dakota. Hi, my name is Jesse Moffat, and I'm not a piano player. I'm a comic magician and hypnotist. I've been performing for over 20 years. I've performed at many events, corporate events, holiday parties, post-prom parties, graduation parties, state and county fairs, festivals, just about anything you can imagine. The funniest thing about the Magic Act is that I use a ton of audience participation, and that can make things really interesting. Put it down the front of your shirt. <laughs> Stop being so, I'm not, my hand won't follow. The best thing about the hypnosis show is that the volunteers and their imaginations really make it a blast. <laughs> Holy crap, dude, did you see what you just did? You could do that possibly to girls. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E. M-O-F-F-I-T-T -T, or call 605-929-0964. Time for more arts and entertainment talk on the Dave Holly Hour. Welcome back, everyone. Yep, you know what I'm going to say. It's always a pleasure, especially when you get a chance to have a new guest on. This man has uh, been doing so many things in our arts and entertainment uh, community, especially uh, when it comes to, um, you know, being in, in plays, being in musicals, uh, and playing guitar or what have you. He's a multi-talented man and typically busy, but uh, I just referred to him today as the workhorse of our community theater. Clinton Store, how are you? I am doing very well, Dave, and that's a very, very uh, a humbling uh, introduction. I don't know about playing the guitar, though, but uh, <laughs> but I appreciate it. I'll try to pick that one up so that okay. next time it's true. Yeah, that'd be great, <laughs> wouldn't it? Well, you know, that's the thing about a lot of creatives. You know, uh, at uh, you know, a certain point in life, they go, maybe I should learn that. Yeah. So that's a good yeah, thing. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, <laughs> minus the guitar, then Sansa guitar. We'll, we'll call it a Sansa guitar <laughs> situation. Uh, we are recording as per usual, or at least a, a good portion of the time, here at our wine bar. Now, typically, there's two places. We either are in the back, in the events room, or we're downstairs, little bar down there. I walk in today, and Ricardo says, Here's our situation we have a party upstairs and a party downstairs but I've got a solution. So he finds a spot for us right here. And that's the way that he approaches everything when it comes to his customer service too. It's not a, no, we're gonna do that. Well, let's find out, let's get a solution. We'll have our own party right here. Exactly, and we're gonna have a party with mm -hmm. you, Clinton, because uh, you are just a, a great talent. I, I love watching you uh, up on stage. And I, I got to see that last Thursday, the opening night oh. of Cabaret. All right. What an incredible production. It is. You know, uh, I've, I've, I've seen the movie. Uh, I have uh, seen it back when the sect did it 20, 25 years ago, whatever it was. And uh, almost thought, yeah, nice show. But man, this was hard hitting. Mm. Yeah. It is. Uh, it was incredible. Um, uh, on my 
honestly, I didn't know uh, fully the story myself mm-hmm. when I went into it. I had heard so many great things about it from all the other cast members and the other uh, potential directors. And, and I just said, this is something that I have to be a part of. And it's probably the most out-of-the-box production that I've ever been uh, uh, a part of. And, and I absolutely love it. It's allowed me to, to grow my character, to right. grow my understanding of things, musical theater, as, as well as getting to know all the different cast members and where they come from and their perspective. So it's, it's an amazing show. I highly recommend everyone to, to go see it because there's so many different layers to it, so many different things going on in it. Right. So you have this weekend yet to be able to do so, and I highly recommend it as well because uh, I was blown away. You know, because I like to go to opening nights. And a lot of people say, why do you like to go to opening nights? You know, there's usually some mistakes. I said, if I can enjoy it and there are a few little glitches, then it's a good show. That's true. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I like to, to give that, you know, it's like, well, somebody else even asked us, uh, we go to a lot of Jaffa productions. They go, why are you doing that? You don't have any children or grandchildren in it, do you? Mm-hmm. No, but we're going to go look at the future stars that are going to be on the stage around here or doing whatever. Uh, so here you are in uh, this, this lovely spot of, you just seem to keep punching away and character, character, character. You mentioned that uh, what you liked about this was being able to build on that. But uh, do you ever stop? No, I don't. Okay. Um, uh, it's, it's just one of my, it's one of my either flaws or, or, or good features. I don't know. It depends on who you're talking to about it. Uh, I'm involved in so many different things. Uh, whether it's theater, whether it's uh, emceeing different events right. like First Lego League with MB or South Dakota Ballet, uh, still a member of the South Dakota National Guard. Uh, my full-time job is I do cybersecurity, which really shocks a lot of people because you don't <laughs> usually get IT people doing theater. Um, and I'm just uh, continually trying to work with different people, I various commercials around the state and independent films. And, mm-hmm. uh, I just really enjoy, again, learning uh, about all the different uh, uh cultures and 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 personalities and and people out there and there's so much here in south dakota in this area that people don't think you know would be there they think they have to go to new york or la or chicago or something like that and 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 those are great venues but but there is so much talent and so much uh life and culture here Um, it's amazing it is you know i grew up in the area down in rock rapids just uh, you know hop skipping a jump away um and when I first, you know, started driving up here at the age of 16, I think the population was between 68, 80,000 or something. You know, now we're over 200,000. Mm-hmm. And what's been great to see is what grew along with yes. it. And arts and entertainment community here, just phenomenal. You know, now we've got uh, the 19th edition of, uh, you know, the sculpture walk and so mm-hmm. forth. And we're going on uh, 30 years uh, for the Premier Playhouse, formerly Sioux Empire Community yes. Theater. And a great lineup they have coming up for that. Mm-hmm. When uh, Robin was on stage and presenting that the other night, were you sitting there going, yeah, I think I want to be in that one. I think I want to be in that one. Or do you just want to be in all of them? Most definitely. We're always trying to pick out what our favorites would be. Uh, I just love being a part of uh, uh, the productions period because I always learn from the different characters and I learn more about the process of how things are going. Um, I've got my favorites. I'll, I'll maybe hold those a little bit close okay, hold, you know, yeah. that way I don't we'll want to give a chance to, 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 <laughs> to set up against me. But okay. uh, Me- yeah. mental, mental reminder before the season starts to have Clinton back, <laughs> find out what he's going to be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you've had uh, quite a string that you've been in, you know, where you're in Lombardi. Uh, you had, 
like I said, you know, you really don't stop, and, and yeah. you admitted that, that you basically don't. What's the thrill of being on stage for you? For me, it's the chance to, uh, number one, express myself mm -hmm. um, uh, as, uh, as a performer, um, as a person, uh, to be able to bring, uh, immerse the, the uh, audience into what we're seeing, uh, to make them feel um, that they are there, they are a part of that story. They're not just... They're not just being entertained, but they're seeing something that might make them think about some things in, in one way or another. It can make them laugh. It can make them cry. Uh, but just really to give them the chance to just uh, be able to maybe step outside of what their own personal life perspective is and see what you know someone else's perspective might be. Um, the shows that we're doing are real shows. I mean, obviously, unless you're doing something like a, a Beauty and the Beast or you know something like that. But even within those, there are elements in real life that apply, uh, particularly in cabaret. You know, there's um, people might look at that and go, oh, well, this is about a show back in, you know, these days with the Nazis. And there's so many different things that are prevalent right. um, that can affect. And so for me, I love being able to bring that story and then that particular character that I'm playing to the audience member and, and really have them just uh, just engage with it. What do you like to do in character development? Do you, do you have a routine? Oh, most definitely. Oh. Uh, yes. Uh, so <laughs> my routine is first sit back and watch the people that I think are really super talented performers do what they do. Uh -huh. uh, you know, like you get your Tristan Chase and oh Hawks, uh, Marisa Moser, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Debbie Jones, uh, Bob Winland. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, I just watch them. Um, you know, we earlier talked about Amy and Matt Morrison. I just I watch what they do and how they can become these people. And it helps me to develop my characters, not so much through emulation, but just seeing how they approach um, the different characters. And for me, it's about first learning what the story is, um, kind of taking all those great tips from all those great performers that I've watched, you know, you know, whether it's here in Sioux Falls or ones that I've learned from growing up, watching my own family members who I consider to be the ultimate characters. <laughs> um, but uh, and then taking and adding my own uh, flavor to it. What what is my what is my piece that I'm adding to it? What is the part that makes this? This is Clinton Store's part, mm -hmm. not just Clinton Store pretending to be someone but you know, Clinton's store has become who this person is. And, and when I, I know I've achieved that when someone tells me that they can look in my eyes, whether I'm performing on stage next to them or they're in the audience and they say, they say to me that, you know, I didn't feel that you were pretending to be that person. I felt that right. you were that person. And then yeah. that's like, okay, now, now I've arrived. That's excellent. And you definitely have. Uh, and it's uh, so great that you are a part of all of it uh, here in the Sioux Empire. Love having you, um, you know, show your talents up on stage this past uh musical though cabaret technically did you have three parts in that i did yes. um so i i played uh herman who's the, the owner of the club of the bar, right uh and also uh i'm not sorry, herman i'm sorry max Actually. who's the owner of the bar uh herman who's a a, a kit kat boy uh one of the dancers um which is very challenging for me at my <laughs> advanced age um and also um one of the sailors that that's you know not giving away the show but one of the sailors that makes appearances uh throughout the show so yeah i was uh, in and out stage uh, several times in, in in multiple costume changes yeah and what does that uh do for you as an actor um, well, number one, it keeps you on your toes and it keeps you sharp. It gives me the ability to also uh, do some improv uh, mm -hmm. because even though we have a script to follow and right. we have directions, you know, from the director um, and we also have to be able to add our own piece to it. Well, what would this character do? How would this character move? Uh, in particular, my character as uh, Max, the club owner, there is a particular scene where I actually don't say anything, but I'm on stage, you know, kind of center stage for several minutes. 
And that was different for me. I'd never done a role where my job was to simply stand there and be this person, but not say anything while the other characters were talking. And I thought that was, you know, it was very interesting. But as the more and more I do it, I get more into it and I find these little things that, you know, well, maybe he might move his hand this way or maybe he might walk this way. And that's when I, I love just kind of feeling that character out. And so that that was probably the most challenging part of having to play these different characters, how to, to make each of them distinct and not be the exact same person, even though obviously when you see me on stage, I'm kind of hard to miss and be like, <laughs> well, who, well, who is he playing? Is he just the same guy with different clothes on or is he actually a different person? And so I want them to understand that. No, right. I'm a different yeah. person this time. Uh, does one ever bleed into the other? Sometimes um, it, de it depends because, again, we talk about those layers of characters in this particular mm -hmm. show, Cabaret. Um, the question was brought up in the very beginning. Is Max um, a separate com person completely from Herman, the Kit Kat dancer? Or is Max pretending is Max the owner who's also a so, Kit Kat dancer? Or is he, or is he the Kit Kat dancer who's pretending to be the club owner? And, and I thought, wow, that's an interesting, deep concept, but it's. Uh, definitely they, they bleed over in terms of what their characters do and, and how they think. Even though there's a lot of great people that love theater, I, I think you just brought up something that uh, they probably don't understand or, or unaware of. The fact that when you go into this, yeah, you know, let's even say it's a, a, a slam dunk Neil Simon comedy mm -hmm. or something, and you've maybe even seen it a few times is that uh, there is so much more that goes into the thought provoking of it now instead of just okay uh let's just start reading our lines let's do a little blocking okay you need to be off book by such and such date uh and and then we'll just make sure everything's running fine you evolve yourself mm -hmm. into everything don't you yes absolutely i i really admire some of the people I've performed with that can come in on day one and they have that character nailed down and they still can evolve from it, but they right. seem to come out and they're almost what I would call stage ready, like from script read, table read. And for me, it's like I have an idea of what I want to do and I come in with several different options, but ultimately the final character is, is a conglomeration of what I've seen from all the other different characters, how that person would fit and work well within that storyline, what else I've learned about that storyline, because that's another thing that, that happens is I always, I may think I know the story, but there's always something else mm -hmm. to it that I didn't know. And so once I get all those extra pieces, I continue to just add to and add to. And then even still, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, when you go and see a show on a Thursday night, it may not be the same show exactly. that you see on Saturday or, yeah. or Sunday or the next week, because we still evolve our characters. We yeah. find different things in that. So if you've seen the show once, go back and see it one more time. You're going to see something different and you're going to love it. All right. So uh, this comes out on Thursday. So it's tonight, Thursday, yes. Friday night, Saturday, mm -hmm. and then the Sunday matinee. Yes. Two correct? shows on Saturday. Two too. shows on Saturday. Yes. That's right. Yes. An extra matinee in there. Uh, what about uh, as we record this on Monday? Mm -hmm. What's your schedule right now up until you mm -hmm. get back on stage on Thursday? Oh, Do my gosh. Director's notes or another run through? Oh, well, yeah, we're going to do another run through on Wednesday. But like I say, I stay busy. Um, this has been my busiest season, um, whereas last season I was in every show premiere did. Um, this season I've done shows with uh, multiple theater companies. It was a goal of mine uh, mm -hmm. to do shows with Chorus and Premiere, oh. Good Night Theater, Monstrous. Yeah. Uh, I've already done a couple of uh i did one independent film this year and then at least of the four or five different commercials um and uh, yeah it doesn't slow down I, i'm gonna also start doing uh rehearsals for a good night show coming up here in july 
So it's uh, it's just uh, well, I see July. It never that's stops. the uh, good man Charlie Brown. That's, one, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we'll look forward to that. So. Uh, well, I, you know, we're season ticket holders now. For, oh yeah, for good night. <laughs> and uh, after they announced what the prices were the other night, mm-hmm. um, we're going to be uh, for Premier Playhouse, mm-hmm. and uh, Corson is a phenomenal value. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and then uh, you know if you go down to Old Town, which we're doing Thursday, mm-hmm. and uh, taking in their show. Uh, you know, you got a good meal too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. well, if I'm going to throw, we're going to talk about another meal. There's also the Sioux Falls Dinner Detective Show, which also gives you a right. good meal too. Which so. I, <laughs> which I, after the interview, want to talk to you about. Okay. Because I have been in a few uh, murder mysteries mm-hmm. and uh, a few things along that line, some mm-hmm. interactive dinner theaters. So, yes, we'll chat. <laughs> uh, what got you into acting? You know, was it a certain age that just happened and mm-hmm. you go, gosh, I'd like to be on stage? Or uh, was there somebody yeah. pushing you from behind saying, go do this? Well, I officially started doing this about 2019, which is right before uh, COVID, you know, really hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I um, uh, was uh, started, I auditioned for a few different things and, and got picked up for we just talked about the dinner detective dinner detective show, um, which they do at the Sheridan and different private parties. Um, but I was always interested in it. Uh, but honestly, um, I grew up in Chicago and in my particular neighborhood, there was no theater scene there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was nothing really set up for me through my high school or I didn't go to college until way later in life to do this, this sort of thing. Um, I had, again, relatives like my uncle, who was always the ultimate jokester character who pulled from all the the kings of comedy back in the day and would just make up different pranks and things or become different people at times. Even my mother was really good at doing different um, impersonations. Um, (laughs) And I I just never had the opportunity to pursue it until I came to Sioux Falls. And I think what really kind of triggered me is I started hosting events. Mm-hmm. Um, and just getting out there and getting in front of people and talking. And then I saw my daughter do Beauty and the Beast at um, Lincoln High School. Um, and when she did that, it really just encouraged me. I could see her doing so many. Shout out to Avery. How you doing? I love you. <laughs> um, she was doing so many. I just couldn't believe that at her young age, she was doing these things and standing out there and putting herself out there in front of people. And whereas I hadn't done that really so much, I was more afraid to do it. And it inspired me so much that when Beauty and the Beast rolled around for, you know, um, adults, uh, I went ahead and uh, uh, tried out. I didn't make it the first time, uh, and the show ended up being canceled, right. you know, because of COVID. And then when it came around the second time, I said, "Well, I'm going to take go at it again, but this time I've got, you know, uh, it's it's I've got the confidence and and and, and the fire in, in my chest to go do it." And wow, I got Gaston, a dream yeah. role right off the bat, and I was just you know so overwhelmed and shocked and thankful uh, to be able to do that. And that's and ever since I just haven't slowed down. Yeah, see, another great point that you bring up, mm-hmm. you know. You didn't make the cast the first time. Mm-hmm. Didn't stop you from going after it a second time and then getting the big role. And getting the bigger role. Yeah, yeah that was the funny thing about it. Like I was, <laughs> I was hoping to be, you know, uh, uh, the bread maker, you know, yeah. in the first, in, in the show, you know. So, uh, so it really uh, just felt really honored to be selected for that. What's been your favorite role you've ever played? Oh wow, that's that's going to be a little bit tough. I'm going to have to say. Um, uh, I think I'm going to say it's Gaston uh, in, in Beauty and the Beast. Um, I am really, though, enjoying my role here in Cabaret. That's my close second and probably will end up topping out at being my favorite. Um, it's such a different um, character to play because, number one, I'm playing the three different characters. I think the dance aspect of it, too, is really just interesting. It is a, it is a, a heavy show in spots. Yeah. It's very fun and, 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 and um, uh, I'm uh, 
trying to think of the words to use to describe it, but it's very fun and different in some areas. And, and but then in other areas, it gets very heavy. Yeah. Um, and it'll hit your heart. It, it will definitely hit your heart. Um, and uh, if you stay and, and, and come in and see and see all of it and all the different pieces, you're really going to leave with some different perspectives on things. And, 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 and you'll be entertained and you'll and you'll you know, also have some, you know, some contemplation to do uh, about true. different things. Yeah. And, and, but I, I have to say that one's a really close second right now. Yeah. Um, but Gaston is just the all around, you know, kind of fun cartoon, you know, type of thing. Being And for me, being that character was just, it, it's, um, I had to break out of that mode of trying to find characters that I thought I could play. You know, being, you know, being a, you know, a black man in Sioux Falls. Well, I can't play this character. Nobody's going to want that person. They're not going to believe that. They're not going to believe this. Um, and Gaston was a really great one to play because it's an animated character. It, it can be anything, you know, really. And I, just to be selected to do that, just uh, I, I still again, I just can't uh, be thankful enough that I was able to do that. And it allows me to see, you know, I can do other characters. Right. And even with Cabaret, perfect example. I'm playing the club owner in Nazi Germany. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, and again, I would have never thought I could do that. But now, you know, I know, you know, I can do any of these roles that I want as long as I, you know, really apply to it and, and, and seek out help where I can from people who, you know, have some actual training in these different things. Where does all this confidence come from? Um, well, it, it doesn't come out of nowhere. That's for sure. I, I would not say that I was the most confident person uh, uh, in the world. Um, maybe even, you know, 10 years ago or five years ago, I might say. Uh, it's uh, Like I said, I've been in the military most of my life, um, and that gives you a certain level of confidence mm -hmm. to do certain things. Um, but going... Let me give you an analogy real quick, if I may. Oh, may I do that? May. Okay. We are not restricted so, by time. So, all right. So, hey, it'll be edited out, though. Uh, but <laughs> as we, no, uh, very going, few edits in this show. <laughs> going into an audition, I, I like to liken to going out on in front of a group of people and literally just, you know, having to just, you know, <laughs> take off your clothes and say, "All right, here I am. What do you think?" You know, it's, I know it's, it's, it's ridiculous, but in a way it kind of is because you're exposing yourself wrong, True. you know, to to this group of people that are going to uh, judge you, you know, one way or another. And you have to learn to not take it as a rejection. It's not them saying you're no good. It's just that they have a particular thing in mind that they're right. looking for. And you may not just be exactly what they were looking for. It doesn't mean that they didn't like you. It doesn't mean that you weren't good. It's just that they were looking for something specific and you didn't meet that that particular thing. You can try to always improve yourself and be better to make, mm -hmm. sure, make sure next time you do get that role, but you really don't have a lot of control over it. You just go out there and be you and uh, add your flavor to it. And that's where the confidence comes from, As I always try to add, first of all, my who is Clinton, my flavor into this particular role, not just emulate what I've seen before or, tr or try to pretend to be somebody else. What would this character be like in this scenario with a little bit of me in it? And, and if that's what they want, then they'll pick you. They'll pick you, you know, every time, you know, just stand out and, and do, you know, what you know you can do and, All right. be, and be happy about it. So, you know, uh, as you said, you didn't make Beauty and the Beast the first time, mm -hmm. but you get the uh, one of the top roles mm -hmm. in it the second time around. Did you do anything different? In oh, that, yes. Uh, yeah. Audition. Yeah, I was definitely more confident. I remember walking into that uh, audition that day uh, and I can remember other people who were actually at the first audition who saw me walk in. And and this one was different too. the first one. You were kind of by yourself in a room and you auditioned and then they called you back. And, you know, later, if you were good enough, and you were in front of other people. This one was all in front of other people right off the bat. And I was like, OK, I'm just going to go do what I'm going to do. You know, I put on my nice purple sweater yep that's my secret i go into my auditions wearing a purple sweater ladies and gentlemen don't steal it 
Uh, and I go in there and I just I'm, I get up in front of all these people and I'm like, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to completely go for it, throw away all the inhibi inhibitions and being afraid of what someone's going to think about it, because ultimately that's not going to matter and just put it out there. And it's funny that sometimes the director or the people in that cast table will look back at you. Sometimes they'll smile. Sometimes they won't give you any expression at all, which back at that time we were all wearing masks. So you couldn't see what they were smiling <laughs> right. or not. And I remember thinking, I don't even think the director likes me. You know, as I, you know, I did it and I didn't get a call back and I thought, oh, I didn't get a call back, I guess, you know, well, that's that. And then the cast list came out four or five days later and it's like, yeah, you're Gaston. I'm like, well, well there you go. <laughs> no need you know? for the call. Back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They were like, no, you, we wanted you the second you were done. And I was like, and they said, we didn't even have to think about it. And I was like, wow, like, and you have to remember that, you know, that's just go out there and what do they say? Lay it all on the table, mm -hmm. lay it all, on, leave it all on the field. And you know, and be proud of ultimately come out of the audition with proud of what you did and say, hey, I couldn't have done any more. I did the absolute best that I think I can do. Oh, man, uh, you've got such a great attitude toward that uh, process. And uh, so refreshing to hear that uh, versus, you know, sometimes somebody will take it all personally mm -hmm. and, and feel that they're just not liked. But as you say, you know, uh, they have a certain thing they're looking for. Mm -hmm. But it is uh, also great when you go in there and just blow their doors off mm -hmm. uh, and impress them with something completely different that they say, okay, this would fit this character then. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it's a great example of that. I love it. All right. So uh, when you're not on stage, well, let's talk about uh, the, the business side of you besides mm -hmm being an IT person, mm -hmm. you've got your own small business with, you know, hosting events and so mm -hmm. forth. Uh, how's that going, first of all? Uh, it's going very well. Um, I've also done some uh, uh, very well whenever I get a chance to, to do it. Unfortunately, I've had to turn some things down just because I was busy being on stage. Uh, I recently became a board member of Premier Playhouse working on the Diversity and Inclusion uh, uh, Council. And um, uh, just continually trying to find ways not only to uh, do what I do, but help to bring others into it as well. Right. Um, there's so many uh, different, um, I've had a chance to go out and speak with different high schools back in the past um, through different um, things. And there's so many other kids out there that uh, that maybe don't have, that aren't maybe doing DAPA, unfortunately, because of their, their family, family situation. But um, they want to get into theater or they just want to learn how to be more confident. They want to learn how to, how to do a job interview. They want to learn how to, how to speak or, or how to be uh, outgoing and stand out in a crowd. And so I go and I, I talk to them. I've got one coming up this Wednesday, as a matter of fact, uh, at Roosevelt. And just to give them my experiences and my background and to show them that, you know, I was just a dumb kid from Chicago. I didn't know anything. This way I, I, I like to joke around and say I was the smartest kid. I have the feeling kid. that's incorrect. I joke around and tell people I was the smartest kid in a dumb school. <laughs> that's what I tell them all the time. Um, but, uh, uh, but being able to show them that they can do it, they can they can reach and obtain goals and, and things that they never even knew existed. And that for me was, you know, ironically coming to South Dakota and, and, and getting involved in these things that, you know, maybe back in Chicago, somebody told me, well, you can't do that. You're not good enough. You know, you're not special. You can't do those. Nobody's going to want to watch you, you know, and, and, and learning that, you know, you know, I can do this and people do want to watch me. And why shouldn't they want to watch me? Exactly. I'd watch me. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's a, a, another great thing. Boy, you've brought up a huge amount of points today uh, is, you know, none of us like to say that we have an ego or mm -hmm. we like to downplay it. But, yeah, why shouldn't they like you? And, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's so true, like what you're teaching kids going into interviews and so forth. Mm -hmm. 
here's why you're going to want me. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a, a great part. And remember, there is a difference between being confident mm -hmm. and being cocky. Yes. Yeah. So be confident mm -hmm. and have that. And you certainly have it. Mm -hmm. And be kind. Yeah, true. Wow. Yeah. Uh, as I'm starting to say, I haven't decided which one I actually want to put on a T-shirt. Uh, you need a little art in your heart or you mm. can't have heart without art. Ooh. Uh, you know, I've got about three or four different ones yet. I'm not sure. We might have to put it up in front yeah. of a panel. I like the and, first and one. Get there. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay. Yeah, they're all good. I like the first one right now, though. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll write that down and get it done. Uh, in the meantime, uh, as we kind of end up uh, today, um, I always ask two questions, but uh, typically answer number one kind of answers number two. So, first of all, when you're not being a part of the entertainment scene, what do you like to do? How do you like to be entertained? Oh, well, like everybody else, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a big movie watcher, um, uh, whether it's at the theaters or, you know, on TV or, or different plays or shows, things like that. I don't get out as much as I would like to to some of the other plays uh, in town just because I'm busy. Um, you're either on stage or I'm either on stage or working on something. <laughs> yeah, um, I... I um, greatly enjoy I'm um, working out um, which they give me a hard time about all the time <laughs> but but um, you know but I, it's what I like to do and I've just right. it's been the nature of my job I've had to do for most of my uh, most of my career so really enjoy that really enjoy trying to spend time um, when I can with family and friends I wish I got, could travel more um, to, to do that um, life is just really busy right now I have son in Colorado um, so trying to see if I can get out there to see him more go back to Chicago more see the mm -hmm. family things like that um, just really uh, diving into uh, what's going on in the world around us. And like I say, because I'm an IT person, you know, I'm still paying a lot of ten attention to that, too. I know it's not the fun part of it, but. All right. But, so any other hobbies? Mm -hmm. then? Um, let's see. I'm trying to think other than that music. Um, no, I don't think so. I guess that makes okay. me boring. I don't know. No, not at all. <laughs> and we're glad that you worked out after that outfit you had to wear for being a Kit Kat dancer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would not have been able to play that part. <laughs> Oh, yes, you would have. You, you, I would have pulled it off. It, Trust me. It's all in the character. It's all in the character. <laughs> all right. Uh, Clinton Store, you're a great character. But uh, even beyond that, uh, more of a, a wonderful human being. And it's been a pleasure to get to know you a little bit more and to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your time. Well, I appreciate that, Dave. Thank you. I, I really enjoy the opportunity to talk to you and uh, talk to the people out there about, you know, just uh, the different opportunities that are out there. And I, I hope that they take that away mostly that there's, you know, you can you can make it, you can do it, you know, yeah. and that that's what's the most important to me. All right. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at XL Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or xlchiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. XL Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. It's the podcast that creatives in the Sioux Empire listen to to learn more about other creatives. It's the Dave Holly Hour. Welcome back, everybody, to the uh, ambiance episode is what we're calling it since we're in a little different spot here at our wine uh, this time around. And uh, we've got uh, a party over to our left. There's a party downstairs. 
And it's uh, evening time, so a lot of people showing up and, and having some good food here at our wine. It's time to say the usual thing. You know, I love to say it. It's always a pleasure to have new guests on the Dave Holly Hour. And to joining us now, made his way down from Brookings, and he's been performing here in Sioux Falls a few times with his group in Provenopolis. It's Bill Landsman. How are you? Good, good. And you said that... Uh... You said that perfectly. Improvenopolis. I know it, it it's, can it's catch. A, it catches yes. some people. You, you have to take a look at it sometimes. Go. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So that's a. It's a fun name. I love that. Uh, and not only uh, do you have that as a group to perform with, but uh, you've also been doing some. Um, I don't want to say festivals per se, but you know, kind of some workshopping and so forth, haven't you? Yes, yeah, like classes and such. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We're uh, we actually have one scheduled here coming up June seventh. We'll be doing that in Brookings. Okay. Uh, so I teach uh, kind of my own style. It's been a hodgepodge of improv mm -hmm. that's come come to me over the years. Uh, I started out with a lot of the you know, there's a lot of the big groups, Second right. City. If you, if you're familiar with these things, Second City. Uh, Upright Citizens Brigade, uh, Improv Olympic. These are some of the older kind of groups uh, that do improv. And I started out kind of like anyone. I took an improv class, actually not at one of those places, but with a great group in Southern California called um, South Coast Repertory, which is a great little theater, a big theater now, but outside of L.A. And uh, that kind of got me into the passion of, of improv. And then it one thing led to another and I found myself in places that didn't have any training mm -hmm. going on. I, I found myself over in Singapore was one of the first places. And at the time, no one was doing any, I, I was searching, is anybody doing improv here? There were whispers of it. People said, oh yeah, yeah, there, there's an improv group. Couldn't find them. So, <laughs> so one thing led to another and I, I decided to start my own, my own group there. So and what was that called? Then, well, that was in Singapore. So improv, it was Improvanopolis. So okay. kind of going back, 2006 was the original Improvanopolis in Los Angeles. All right. Uh, it was me and four or five other teammates. I think it was five five teammates that uh, had met kind of as you do, doing a show here, doing mm -hmm. a show there. Somebody had somebody that they enjoyed working with. So we started the original Improvanopolis. And I love the name so much, and I was kind of a founding member of that um that i i ended up just take i talked to the other people like oh yeah bill we we don't we don't have any you know affinity to the name and so i've had it going since 2006 in some way shape or form wherever i go oh that's fantastic so yeah. where have the other places been besides la singapore and la singapore uh, i've done so i did a stint over in australia and new zealand doing how to train your dragon so it would always kind of come up where it's like we're we had a lot of downtime on how to train your dragon the live it was right. a live show uh we had tons of downtime so i would say hey does anybody want to do some some improv and so there was we kind of formed the little band there and then also dubai dubai was the other the other place i did a a year in dubai doing um they were opening up a theme park called dubai parks and resorts and so I started up a little group there, too. And we we never got a chance to in some of these places, we never got a chance to perform live on stage. But I did. I did jump on stage with a group there. So, All right. So yeah. 2006 was the start. 2006 was the start. How soon was that after you like took your first improv class? And so, oh, let's see. So. 2002, I think, was my first one. Okay. Uh, I did that. You so know, you have 20 years of improv under your belt. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep. And, you know, I think it was one of those things where I, I took a, I was an engineer. So I have, so going way, way back, I have a master's degree in engineering. I got out to LA and I, I had taken a, an acting class or not an acting class, but a film appreciation class in college as my aesthetic. And I loved it and thought when I got my first job, it was out in Riverside, California, but I was living in Orange County. And I thought, you know what, I think I'm going to try and find an acting class. And I found this acting, actually a pretty prestigious group, the South Coast Repertory, and took an acting class, took an improv class, and then another acting class. And then I was like, well, I think I'm going to quit my job and become a full-time actor. And so that was kind Amazing. of my, my little start. Right. <laughs> yeah. And where has the acting taken you then? Uh, it's taken me around the world i've lived in six different countries like uh so australia new zealand uh singapore lived uh did shows in mexico canada with uh walking with dinosaurs that was one mm -hmm. one gig that i got so puppeteering so that was so two two things that i kind of got into were it seemed like puppeteering improv and i've done some big stage productions in they have a huge Shakespeare in the Park in Singapore. You wouldn't you wouldn't think it, but <laughs> two thousand to three thousand people a night productions. In beautiful, beautiful wow. productions. Yeah. yeah, they were super fun. All right, and uh, so I I know when we spoke, you were uh, performing at Remedy. Yep. Uh, a few weeks back, and that was the first time that I I met you. Uh, I've been in improv groups before, and uh, I ended up being one part of uh, one of your games that you play and so forth. Uh, and I, I could see, you know, a different spin on some of the traditional games and so forth. Uh, that was fun to see. But one of the things that you said is you really want to start an improv community down here. Yes. And in this area. Well, you know, with other groups that are already going and so forth, what are you hoping to accomplish that way then? Well, one of the things we were doing the night you came out was uh, we came up with this thing in Singapore called Free Range Improv. Um, kind of took the spin, you know, being in the Midwest, uh, bison, free range, free range you right. know, and, and having bison. Bison are a big um, kind of a spirit animal for me. So bison kind of get into a lot of my marketing. Um, but one of the things we tried doing was, yeah, called it free range improv. Just come, come play, come mm -hmm. as your group. So if you come with your team and you play a couple games, but then what we're hoping to do the next time we do it is, People will show up and say, hey, why don't you from this group and somebody from Improv and Opolis, you guys jump up and do this game. You know how to play Alphabet or you know how to play, um, let's say, you know, uh, uh, what do you call that one? Um, let's say Toaster. But some of these games, once you see them once, even if you've never played them, you're like, oh, OK, I get, the, get, I, I get yeah. the concept of that. Yeah. And you, I think you jumped into low. Yeah. So location, occupation, weapon. Usually it takes it's kind of like playing cards. You know, you might not have ever seen a game done before, but you somebody could say, OK, well, it's kind of like this. OK, there's high card, there's low card, you know, there's Trump. Um, you have kind of a lingo and you could watch a game and then just jump in. So what we're hoping to do is with that, as that kind of continues, is get more people just to know us as, as one thing. I, right. I, I always find with improv communities, there is a bit of a hesitation standoffish you know <laughs> uh, you know I, I know in some places there's a lot of different competition um but to me i've always felt like competition in in arts is just doesn't really make sense it usually is more of a synergy uh well to me one of the things that uh, it you know this is uh, episode 130 nice of this show now 
And probably in at least 100 of those shows, we always talk about the fact that the, the arts and entertainment in the Sioux Empire are not competitive, they're collaborative. Mm. And uh, so obviously that's, that's what you're hoping mm. and, and, and wanting to have come out of it. And I can see that, uh, you know, that that can work. Uh, so um, that's going to be fantastic. But even just, you know, the fact that you're, you're, you've been down here and had some uh, Sioux Falls shows, what's been the reaction then? Uh, the reaction uh, is good. I mean, we've we've not done as many like of what I would call our shows here. We're we're trying to you know also respect the the community that's here mm-hmm. and not say I I don't want to come in and be like oh this is you know, I trained here I trained there this is the way we do it this is the only way to do it. Uh, one of the things so coming into it, um, I know there are active groups here. We're we've just kind of dipped our toe, but. Uh, funnily enough, like Brookings is where we do most of our shows. Right. They have a nice community there. They don't have really any team that's going on. Uh, we just did a show on Friday in Pipestone. I don't know if you've ever been over to the oh, Pipestone. Oh, I performed there, yes. It's a lovely it's a theater. Great theater, great isn't it? Great theater. So awesome. I, I did a show there in 2012 years ago and thought I would love to come back and do something here. So... So we've done a show there. We did one in uh, Elkton in my hometown bar. Okay. Just kind of, uh, <laughs> you know, move the tables around and just have a have a have a bit of fun. So we're not necessarily. I I would like to get into Sioux Falls more. It's like trying to find a venue. I've, and you know, not trying to say anything, but I've kind of found Sioux Falls to be a little bit. There feel like there's a few more barriers to entry in some ways trying mm-hmm. to contact places. Um, which, you know, in bigger towns you, with, that have more active right. community, it, it's a little bit tougher. Um, but I, I definitely think we're going to we'll come in here and, again, not trying to take away from anything that's going on. More of, hey, this is maybe this interests you. You know, this could be your flavor for the week. Um, and that's what I say even to my team. I go, you know, I come in with what kind of my background and what I'm interested in. But I continually tell them, hey, what what have you seen? What are you interested in? Bring it to the table. Let's let's play around with it. So what do you enjoy most about improv? Um, definitely. So this is something I think about a lot. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I do have a background in. So I, I've, I'm classically trained. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a master's or an MFA in classical acting Shakespeare. Which, when I was growing up, I, I dreaded Shakespeare just <laughs> as much as did. I think we yeah. all did. And the thing that I love about improv is the imagination, the simplicity. When you're, when you on the stage are opening up your mind to that kind of like this new realm and are imagining it with your scene partner and your scene partner's adding you're not trying to overtake what they're doing. You're not trying to push them into what you want to do, but you're using your imagination to grow something. And when the audience taps into that, it's to me, there's nothing more magical. It's it's we can have a show with two people and a little space mm-hmm. to me that because I've, I've done big productions of things. I've been on, you know, the largest uh, touring show in the country and the largest touring show in the world there's a lot of moving parts to that. But what I love about improv is it's it's you've got your imagination, you understand the basic rules, you can create a story like that just at the drop of a hat. And to me that there's there's something it reminds me of when I was a kid 
you know you didn't have to have all these crazy toys or games or whatever right. it was just like hey we're gonna play this and to me that's that's still my my draw to to improv yeah well one of the first people i ever did improv with he always said uh it's like playing in the sandbox yeah yeah and, and i thought that's a great way to talk about it uh and you just gotta you know you be a kid uh but uh you, you know sometimes the uh, content is a little bit more than what a child would obviously right. talk about, right, but right. that's just nature in, a, in and of itself. Uh, so what do you, you, you said that you feel you have a little different brand of improv. How so? Uh, well, one of the things, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's a different brand in the sense of, I'm sure there's other people at a, other theater companies kind of doing it, um, is kind of my, I definitely story driven, not uh, gag driven. Right which is something that I try and talk to my team about uh, and anybody that I play with. It's like, yeah, you you might be the type of person who can get up there and just like Robin Williams, gag yeah. after gag. And it's funny. It's yeah. funny. But what I've noticed is... Another is, classically uh, trained Shakespearean. It, it, exactly. <laughs> you know, just... Uh, so it we focus on truth and story and acting, which a lot of times I think sometimes people think, um, oh, I... I, oh, I could never do improv. I, I couldn't I couldn't do that. I, I worked with a lot of performers who were music, like singers, dancers, actors. And a lot of them came up and were like, oh, I can't do this. And but they were performers. They knew how to, you know, where their bodies were in space. They had great minds. And once they got that kind of thing out of their head thinking, oh, I can't do this, then they were some of my favorite people to work with because they had no I don't want to say they didn't they didn't have any bad habits when it come came to improv and you know having that right. oh I want to be the funny one because improvisers and stand up comedians it's I, always make the other guy look better exactly yeah. yes exactly that I always tell my team gift gifting yeah. is my term for it it's like how can you can if you step into a game and rather than say oh look at this look at that thing you're working on but if you say, oh, wow, you're working on a 1954 Chevy, you know, long block. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. All of a sudden <laughs> now they can say, yeah, my dad and I got it, you know, got into these when I was a kid. Now you're into a relationship, two people. How do they know each other? And to me, that's always, always the more interesting thing. Uh, a lot of the games we play are short form. But one of the terms that my team kind of got me onto is we kind of call it medium form because they, mm -hmm. they're like, wow, your games, even though we're just playing these short form games, you want us to have a beginning, a middle and an end. Right. Like find that arc, the, you know, who you are, where you are, what you're doing, uh, what's wrong, what's wrong in the scene and then live in that, you know, that kind of tension. And how does it get resolved? And then how do you yeah. resolve it? And, you know, that's what you always strive for. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. And to me, I always find it fun. I'm equally as intrigued and enthralled when people are succeeding on stage and when they're failing because watching people two people kind of suffer and fail is can also be fun maybe not for the two people up there but if they get their ego out of it it can still be you know you're still entertaining and still fun how many people you have on your team currently we have six guys okay six guys and myself yep and uh, you've been uh, having some, like you mentioned earlier, like the show at Remedy that I saw you at was the three range. So there were some other performers that uh, hopped up and so forth. But uh, when you're looking to get somebody to be an improver, what mm -hmm. do you look for in them? 
Uh, honestly, because kind of from my background, I always look for, I always want people to, yeah, we're doing improv. Yes, it's, there are no costumes or anything like that. But at the end of the day, too, I always tell them, it's like, if you're going to cry, don't do the, you know, um, right. you know, like the big showy, I'm a little baby crying, like, go for it. Because you, you'll, what I also love to hear from audiences is sometimes you'll be in a comedy scene, but you'll have an audience, they'll go, oh, <laughs> they'll have that moment, you know, they're, and maybe they're not laughing, but they're leaning in. And to me, what I've got emotion for, for it. Exactly. Okay. They're they're invested. They've watched this character grow. They you know, they're they're taking all those leaps with you. They're able to keep up because they're not on stage. They're not sweating bullets. Right. They're not having to come up with all the little things. Uh, so when I look for actors or it, and I would say that actors, you don't have to be. Don't think of it as like, oh, that's improv comedy. Oh, I'm not funny. I actually look for people who I love it when I get people who say, oh, I'm not funny. I'm not going to be good at this. I'm like, oh, just you, you give me you, you give me a little time and you're going to be cracking people up because you're, you're a human. You're a human who has lived a life. And that's what we want to see on stage. Like get some of those things out. Does that make sense? Very much yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, who do you look at? Because uh, you've been in some big groups. Mm. And uh, who do you look for then? Uh, as uh, you know, a, a role model uh, per se. Role model. Uh, well, I, I I don't think it necessarily just you know you could look at any like uh, let's say we go back to Robin Williams. Robin Williams was a a very unique character. Very he, much so. He yeah. had a he had a mind that was so quick and he didn't judge himself. Mm -hmm. So he would get up there and he might try fifty things and. He, to us, we'd be watching going, wow, 30 of those things landed, but 20 of them didn't, maybe. But Or he would just move on. I'm just going to move on to the next thing. So, I mean, he's he's somebody um, somebody else that I, I look at, Will Ferrell. And what, what I love about him, I know some people are on the opposite you know, end, <laughs> end with him. Some people don't like him. What I always felt about him is he committed. He was always... He filled a character's, if it was an odd character or if it was a big character, to me, it felt like a pyramid where he had a solid base and it didn't feel pushed. It never felt pushed with him. I've seen people try to do his style of comedy. And for some reason, I'm just, I, I, I'm like, I don't believe you. I, I don't believe you uh, within that. So, so he's somebody, uh, Ed, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, I know he's not in any comedy stuff, but then that's where I kind of flip the page and say, look at actors you admire. Mm -hmm. What are they doing? What What is it about them? They're telling compelling stories. Now, if you just add a little bit of humor to that, which I think most people who kind of do get drawn to improv or stand up, somewhere in the back of their head, they think I'm funny, right? True. So it, but I think anybody can be funny, right? And so to me, it's committing to a character, committing to a scenario. It might be serious, but uh, Ricky Gervais, as we're talking, oh. as we're talking, like that incredible. guy, incredible, that guy can write a story where one second you're laughing and the very next second you're crying and or a tear is just kind of coming because he he toes that line so well. Uh, if you've ever watched extras. Yes. All of the actors yeah. that he gets on there, he gets 
uh, you know, Gandalf. Um, oh, I'm blanking on his name, but look, Patrick Stewart. He gets all these serious actors on there and they're so fun because they just they go for it. So it, to me, that that's another example of of that idea of anybody can be funny depending on the circumstance because i think he had liam neeson on there and liam neeson is like he goes i yes i know how i know how to improv and everything he does is like ends in something where it's just tragedy <laughs> but it's so funny to watch liam neeson so straight faced right um that 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 can be fun so yeah when uh, you start a class Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you've, you've gone ahead, you, you picked somebody or maybe somebody signed up. Uh, what's the first thing you teach them about improv? Oh, first thing. Uh, honestly, what we tend to do is the very first thing is we get people in. Uh, one of the very first things is I just say, you have three minutes. Uh, tell me about a time when you felt joy. So I'll have a little timer. Mm -hmm. And this is something I, I developed um you know, kind of taking, I've stolen things from people, things that I've tried to come up with because I've taught classes in, in the collegiate level. So you had to have a little bit more of a curriculum. But one of the first things is, is yeah, tell me about a time you felt joy. The next person it might be, tell us, tell me about a time when you felt sadness. Mm -hmm. Tell me about a time when you felt perturbed or angry. And so I'll never tell them they're, they're not, they might not get the same question. They might get something else. And they have three minutes and they hate, I go, you just have to talk for three minutes. Usually one of two things happens. They start judging themselves and then there is the time up is the time up and they still have a minute and a half to go or they get lost in it. They get lost in the details of this story and three minutes goes by it dings and oh, oh, my, t my time is up. And two things. I think that teaches people timing. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times when we're on stage, we lose time. It either time goes really fast or really slow because you're in that heightened state. And one thing that I always try and teach the team is to start getting a sense of timing while you're while you're on stage. Because if you have an understanding in your I always think that there's two heads. You have the whenever I play, there's always my kind of gut in my head you know where you you have to be listening listening to what's going on but at the same time you also have to have another brain going saying where is this going what's what's happening what's going on um so but that that's i, I kind of jumped ahead there but but that first thing is is i and then the other thing i like to do is uh relaxation voice so a lot of times in our first classes we do a lot of movement stuff i i did a lot of movement training um Lecoq, uh, we do Brutowski. So getting relaxed in your body, a lot of our stuff will be for the first few weeks will be voice, movement, and then a little bit of improv. Start, you know, mm -hmm. giving those, those basic uh, first improv things. Um, another thing that I like to focus on is focus or friendly little giant. So that's my mnemonic for focus, listen, gift. And so the way I look at it is you can't gift until you can listen because listening is the first gift. You can't listen until you can focus until you can get all that stuff that's going on. When you walk into that room, you're thinking, Oh, I got to pay the water bill. I've got to, I got to do this. I've got to, am I bad? Do, do they not like me? All these things are in your head. 
once you can get through that and start focusing, then you can start listening. And then gifting is all the things. Yes, and uh, be specific. Don't ask questions unless they're specific questions. Mm -hmm. So don't say no. Don't say no. Yep. Uh, So those are the so that's how a first class class would run is kind of usually getting around, get to know each other, get comfortable, tell everybody this is a safe space. And then you move into, um, yeah, move into movement and breathing because breathing on stage is also another huge one. I mean, I've seen people who can command a stage and never say a word. Right. And that I think sometimes people think, Oh, I've got to talk. I've got to talk. I've got to talk. And if you're specific with what you're doing and who you are, I mean, there's people out there who never have never said a word and still are able to tell a story. So, uh, the two questions I always like to ask at the end, we're going to hold off on those for just a moment because I just want to let you uh, say, you know, where you're going to be next uh, as a troop and also when upcoming classes are. We'll let you promo that first. Okay. Uh, so where we're going to be next, we have uh, next Thursday, we're going to be at Wooden Legs at 7 p.m. That's kind of our home in Brookings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, that'll be on May 19th, so it's the third Thursday of the month. Uh, I don't have a calendar in front of me, but I believe it's May it 19th. It is the 19th, yeah. So we have May 19th, and then in June, what we're looking at doing is having a, I think that's the 16th of June, that's going to be a, we're going to try and do a long, a little bit different format because we're going to do two shows. We'll do one on the 25th, uh, which is a Saturday, and that'll be our 605 show, short form, kind of that high energy, what our main company is known for. But we're going to start integrating some new, some new styles, so long form. And then uh, June 7th, we're starting a seven-week uh, Fundamentals of Improv in Brookings. So that's, right. that's How do what's people next. get a hold of you? If, uh, if they want to, they can email me at eclecticbison at gmail.com. And that's E-C-L-E-C-T-I-C bison at gmail.com. And that, that'd be the best way to, you know, say, hey, so I heard you on the Dave Holly Hour. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested in this class and I can, I can send you more details. Excellent. All right. So the, the final two questions quite often uh, answer number one kind of takes care of answer number two. When you are not being a part of the entertainment scene, what do you like to be entertained by? Ooh. That's a good question. Uh, like I was saying, I, I enjoy, I do enjoy, I get, go, I do deep dives on things. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my most recent deep dives was on a, an individual named Jean-Marc Leclerc, and he was a alpinist. So I like I like documentaries. I do enjoy a documentary. To me, it's fodder, because the more I can learn about the world, the more I have in my kind of in my subconscious. So then, when I get on stage, sometimes these characters come out. Sometimes these characters that I've been watching on um, TV. So movies, I love. Okay. I'm a movie guy as yeah. well. So documentaries are one thing. But I, if if in my perfect world for me. I love to go to the movie theater alone. I just love watching movies. I love the whole thing, getting the popcorn, going in and watching a movie. Um, and that, I, I'm pretty eclectic in my, as well, kind of with the eclectic bison. I'm eclectic in what I enjoy. Uh, I do enjoy the Marvel movies these days. They're just, they're a bit of fun. 
And but at the same time, I do enjoy going and watching uh, kind of an indie. I love watching indie films. But the whole process of getting out of the house and going into a movie theater, there's something about that that I miss. COVID was kind of a tough time for that. I didn't get a chance to get out and see movies. I'd see one to two a week. Uh, when I was living in L.A., I lived down the street from a really great little theater and I would get in one to two times a week and see a movie and just I'd walk in there not even knowing what I would see and just I knew kind of some times and would walk in and oh, oh this looks interesting and just jump in there um, and then the other thing I like to do to entertain me I'm also a VW I have an old VW so I have a 1990 Volkswagen Vanagon which is like a pop top Westie right. And it's 32 years old, so that that uh, I I have found many an hour entertaining myself, trying to figure out how to fix things. And uh, and when I was living in L.A., I didn't have as on an actor's budget. I learned the hard way that I had to. I didn't grow up working on vehicles, but this car has has taught me. It's been my the greatest teacher as far as um, learning about how how an engine works and being able to get in there and turn a wrench. Um, and now I'm to the point where I can diagnose things and, and pretty much replace anything. I've never done a full engine or transmission, but everything else on that vehicle, I've had my hands on. <laughs> <laughs> Final question, then, is any other hobbies? Oh, hobbies. Uh, any other hobbies behind besides that? Man, I think I, I, I kind of did it with, my, uh, with the van. I would say my van is a hobby. Um, I, I'm, you know, right now... I'm building a tiny home uh, at my, so one of the things I wanted to do when I first got here, I didn't know how long I'd be back in South Dakota. And one thing I, I South Dakota's home to me, even though I've kind of traveled, I'd, I'd go away for a year, come back for a month just because of the way contracts would work. And so I started talking to my brother. He has a, an acreage outside of Elkton and I was asking him, Hey, you know, this uh, old, this old chicken coop or not a chicken it's a pretty good sized brooder house like a for for chickens mm -hmm. i said uh, do you think i could convert that into a tiny home and he's like yeah yeah go ahead you know f for sure and the mindset was is we were just going to i was going to use scrap lumber from around the farm because you know after projects things get you got lumber over here an old barn goes down you have lumber from that so the goal was of this was to make a tiny home using all recite re repurposed wood yeah. yeah and he had he had done um some shingling on his house so we had a about a half a stack of uh shingles so i used those he had some leftover siding that never got used in his project so i've been just kind of pulling stuff and so that i would say right now when i have the time outside of fixing the van or doing improv stuff um then I go and I tinker. I tinker out there. Tinkering so, is always good. Tinkering is always good. <laughs> yep. Putzing around Putzing. is what my mother said my father always <laughs> did. All right. Bill Landsman from Improvinopolis. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Dave. This is fun. And we'll be back and wrap up the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, 
It's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails, call for an appointment, 605-334-1463. Isn't that Thank you all again. Certainly appreciate the downloads, the streams, the liking, the sharing, and appreciate you going to our Facebook page and uh, supporting us that way. Uh, In fact, um, in the near future, we're going to be talking about something that uh, you may want to make sure you are a follower of the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook. Might be some prizes headed your way. In the meantime, thank you as well to our great guest, Clinton Store. Man, I had such a pleasure getting to know him a little bit more uh, and uh, look forward to any time that he is on stage. He's just a workhorse when it comes to the community theaters that we have in this area. He's been at all of them, and uh, we we look forward to seeing more of him. Also, to Improvinopolis out of Brookings, thank you, Bill Landsman, for making the drive down and uh, coming into our wine bar and thank you, of course, to the man that put the R in our wine bar, Ricardo Terabelsi. And uh, he is just the, the absolute most incredible businessman. And I don't just say that because he's kind enough to let us uh, be down there. It's for everything that he supports. It's how he trains his people, how he hires well. That's a, a lost gift. And you know what? He's not an owner that just sits back and says, oh, let my staff take care of it. I want to go home. Um, He deserves to go home. He puts in a lot of hours. And he's just genuine about what he does. And a couple more locations opening up under different names. But you might recognize the logo. All right. So, again, uh, thank you to all of those. And, of course, graduates... For those that are going to be celebrating, make sure you celebrate in a safe manner. And uh, it's, you know, an old adage that's said this time of year, we want to talk to you, not about you. So, graduates, be safe. Anybody going to any type of party, of course, over the weekend. What are we headed to for the weekend? Well, you know, we took in uh, cabaret last weekend, so now we have to get down to the Old Town Dinner Theater for Caught in the Net. Another great farce that they're putting on down there. A lot of great people that are in that show. Can't wait to see it tonight. Plus, we are taking the legend, Bob Nelson, to see that show. Uh, Canaries have their home opener on Friday night. It includes fireworks. Between all of that, we still have a wedding to go to and a party to go to. Kind of a big weekend. And then coming up next weekend, or next week, rather, on the show, we have actor Tyler Johnson. And we also have Common Ground. That's right. Brady and Katie Reed actually at the same time for once. So we look forward to all of that. And look forward to hearing from you. Always drop us a line. We love your feedback. So please go to DaveHollyHour.com. You'll find all 130 episodes there. Enjoy them all if you'd like. Binge listen. (laughs) All right. Remember, um, South Dakota Arts or Arts South Dakota, I should say, says, home is where the art is. And I am going with put a little art in your heart. I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. Have a great week. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by the Sky Lounge and Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, and Jesse Moppet Entertainment. 
If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, go to DaveHollyHour.com. At the bottom of the front page is the additional links section. Click on the orange button, Dave Holly on Linktree. You can order merchandise, become a Dave Holly Hour VIP, and make contributions to the show. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening.